welcome to this, the first of the podcast from Cardiff University Hispanics Department. Today we'll be comparing and contrasting two leaders of the Mexican Revolution, Emiliano Zapata and Pancho Villa. James will be talking about Zapata and Rachel will be giving her insights on the life of Pancho Villa. James, could you give a brief sketch of the leader who was? Absolutely. Emiliano Zapata was born in the central state of Morelos uh, to a family who were working class and of mestizo ancestry. He was famous for his nickname, El Tigre del Sur, or the Southern Tiger, and his large moustache and massive sombrero, which were his trademarks. He began the revolution at the age of 33, and his untimely death came at the age of 42. Pancho Villa was born in 1877 in the northern Mexican state of Chihuahua, in the town of San Juan del Rio. His name is Francisco Villa, but took the nickname Pancho. Age 16, it's reported that he killed a man after the attempted rape of his sister, and he had to go into hiding. What was it that caused Pancho Villa to join the revolutionary fighting? Before the revolution, he had already established a reputation for himself as a bandit with a group of followers who went against the regime of Porfirio Diaz and were in support of better conditions for the agrarian and farm workers. The years 1900 to 1909 are unaccounted for, but in 1910 he joined the forces of Madero and the revolution. Zapata was motivated by injustice towards farmers and peasants in Morelos, the place where he spent most of his time and energy throughout the revolution. He was a practical revolutionary who sought the implementation of land reform and farmers' rights. He was also a realist who wanted to lead peasants in southern Mexico out of severe poverty. A quote that sums up Zapata's work extremely well is one that he gave, The land belongs to those who work it, a struggle that he believed in and fought for until his untimely death in 1919. What support did Zapata receive from the other political figures of his day? Our relationship with most of the Mexican presidents throughout the revolution. He took up arms against Porfirio Diaz, however he supported Madero until he realised that his fight was not being helped by Madero's leadership. At that time he took up arms against Madero and um, although there were various attempts to assassinate him, from both Madero and Carranza later on in the revolution, he managed to escape until his death in 1919. He also had a very poor relationship with Huerta, and once he had died, many of his followers actually joined General Obregón. In 1910, Pancho Villa joined the revolution with Madero and made the change from bandit to revolutionary. He stayed with Madero until his assassination in 1913, where he joined with Carranza and Obregón against the Huerta regime. In 1914, Villa split from Carranza and Obregón, and when the United States of America declared their support for Carranza and Obregón, Villa and a small group of bandits invaded the, the town of Columbus, New Mexico, and became the only man to have successfully invaded the United States of America. And how did Pancho Villa die? Well, in 1920, he officially retired. That is to say, the Mexican government paid him off by giving him the hacienda that he'd so always wanted. And in 1923, after three years of retirement, he was shot on the way back from the bank. It is thought that the Mexican government feared his revival back into the revolutionary world. His death was a violent one, and his body was found riddled with bullets. 
With Zapata, although government forces could never completely defeat him in battle, he fell victim to a carefully staged ambush by General Pablo Gonzalez and his lieutenant, Colonel Jesus Guajardo, in 1919, a year earlier than Villa's death. Um, the death of Felipe Nieto in Compadre Mendoza by Fernando de Fuentes is very similar to that of Zapata's. It left the state of Morelos and Suez, Mexico in huge shock and disarray. Many people refused to believe that Zapata had died and that the corpse was simply that of a friend posing as Zapata and that he had fled abroad and later died of old age. How do the people in Mexico today remember Emiliano Zapata? Zapata is one of the most revered national heroes in Mexico, especially to farmers and indigenous citizens. He is remembered with his name in many popular organisations, such as the Zapatista Army of National Liberation, the revolutionary movement of indigenous people. He is also named in many towns, streets and housing developments, and also is depicted on Mexican banknotes. Many people have spoken about his life. For example, John Steinbeck wrote extensively on the subject and compared Zapata to Joan of Arc and Jesus Christ. Also, there was a film, a very famous film, called Viva Zapata Made, which was directed by Elia Kazan and starred Marlon Brando as Emiliano Zapata. Today, Pancho Villa has the status of a, of a folklore hero, as a Robin Hood-esque character who fought the rich on behalf of the poor. He has the reputation of a man who lived his life to the full, and there are many films and books in popular culture today based on his life. That's all from us today. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Cardiff University Hispanics Department. Thank you.